body, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 168 of Channel Massive. Your hosts on this show are going to be Noah, that's me. And me. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you had to stop and think about who he was for a second after uh, I tried to steal his I'm, identity. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm role-playing. Whenever we're a host short, I have, I'm just assigned to be someone. So tonight I'll be Mark. It's <laughs> my cosplay moment. We were going to have Scott, but he prioritized playing League of Legends over being on the show. So It's a sickness, a disease, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to lead him to ruin. Oh, surely. But that's okay. You've got more than enough manpower for a good show here. That's right. And if you would like to share your feedback on any of our interesting, controversial topics in this episode, send them into mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. <laughs> We're going to be getting into what we've been playing. And last week we'd mentioned talking about video game piracy, but there's just there's so much stuff that came up this week that we're going to push that one out a little bit. I'm further. afraid we're going to have to bump it. Yeah. So instead, we are going to talk about the Kindle Fire, which is a new <laughs> tablet that's coming on the scene. It's inflamed. It is. <laughs> we're going to talk about what we think about this device, if we believe it's going to be something that we're interested in. Do we think this is going to be a good competitor to iPad? Is this something we're going to want to play games on? And then another near and dear topic, we're going to talk about men emasculating themselves to failure and the ascension of women as the rulers of all society and the world. You didn't put any, um, like, colorful um, adjectives in front of ascension. <laughs> the horrific, terrifying, <laughs> frightful. I knew I could rely on you for that. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> you're, Evil. You're more well yeah. than I am. Oh, so. well, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I like some of good comic book, though. Uh, but, yeah, we have some good stories for you. Yeah, and... We, we promise we'll be talking about some other MMO-related stuff. We had those on the docket as well, but it's just like we could not resist these topics. So yes. that is our meat for this week's episode. We hope you like it, and send us in some feedback and tell us what you think. And without further ado, now we're going to get into what we're playing. Someone to hold me tight would be very nice. Someone to this episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT7. When you order Ventrilo Hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo Hosting needs. Music 
So this is a part of the show where we discuss what the heck we've been playing over the last week. And tonight, we will begin with Scott. Oh, wait, he's not here. <laughs> we know what he's playing because we logged in. The <laughs> That's exactly what he's playing right yes. this moment. <laughs> we are stalking him at this very moment, and he's playing yes. League of Legends. We cannot tell if he's winning or losing, but since he's ignoring our texts, we will assume the latter. Um, in any case, um, <laughs> what, what have you been saying, Noah? I have definitely been playing a, a little bit of League of Legends Dominion because I freaking love that game mode. And I think if you look at my profile, my game history profile within League of Legends, my summoner profile, you will see why I believe that this is the game mode that was made for me. Because in Dominion, as compared to the regular MOBA 5v5 summoner's rift mode, you actually get a score, and you get ranked on your team. Whether your team yeah. wins or loses, you get ranked 1 to 5. And I think the last 10 or 12 games, I've always been first, whether we win or lose. I'm That's awesome. First. There is one blemish on my record where I had to play regular. Regular. <laughs> because Kurt bribed me with the offer of playing Dominion saying, well, let's play Summoner's Rift first because I've been playing too much Dominion. And then if you have the energy, we can play Dominion afterwards. We played Summoner's Rift. I played Sona. We won. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we finished the game. And he's like, well, I'm going to take a shower. You have a good night. I'm like, what the? But that was for, those, for those I... listeners who don't know who Kurt is, he's known as Pool Boy. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, <laughs> I kid, I kid. I've also uh, played a lot of Kirby's Mass Attack and starting to build a collection of PS3 games for when I get my PS3, which will be soon. What the hell? No. That's going to be crazy. You're going to get a PS3? Yeah. And you're going to get a smartphone soon? Well, the smartphone's kind of lower on the priority list. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am going to get a smartphone within the next few months. My whole technological life is evolving. It is in the pupa stage right now. <laughs> soon to become a maggot. And then finally... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some listeners believe it is already in maggot stage because I keep playing League of Legends. But <laughs> uh, That could be. I don't know. Mayhap. I love your colorful metaphors. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's what I've been playing. <laughs> That's what Noah's been playing in a nutshell. Uh, well, what do you do? You want to know what I've been playing, or shall we just continue? The- well, of course I want to know what oh, you've okay. been playing. So I've been playing um, Dota. Just what? kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I downloaded work. I downloaded Warcraft three, and I tried to play one game of it, and. Uh, Something went wrong with the connection, it crapped out, and I took that as a sign from on high to not continue farther along, or further along, I should say. So then I um, then I started playing some Diablo 2, which was pretty interesting. Then I got, like, really hammered on some kind of um, triple IPA that I bought and ended up buying the Dungeon <laughs> Siege 3 pack on Steam and played Dungeon Siege 1. Um, then, um, what else did I play? That's when I got the comment on Steam <laughs> that, wow, going retro, are we? And then, um, from one of, one of our friends, I think it was Jason, actually. And then I, um, in addition to all of that, um, I did play some Dominion, and I did notice exactly as you said that the score is really cool, especially if you lose, at least, it at least gives you, like, something to hang on to. 
And um, I've been playing as Karthus pretty much ex exclusively. And uh, I'm usually number one or number two as well. So uh, not not always number one, but usually number one. Nice so, work. So that's pretty fun. And a lot of double and triple kills and stuff. So, um, Andres. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, <laughs> and finally, the uh, the Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, beta is out, and I've been playing that a bit, and um, I'm just really it's not like it's just freely available to anyone. It's out. It's out. You know, I don't know. I I I got the invite finally. I know a lot of people that have been playing it for some time now, but I finally got my invite, and um, I've been playing it, and I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. Sticking with one character. I try to get a couple hours in every night, and um, I'm really pleasantly surprised with it. And I'm sure, I'll talk about it more later. But I'm glad you reminded me. I need to download that because, unbelievably, mm. listeners, I got invited to the beta because nobody at Bioware has been listening to the show apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited. I have a limited test window, which I thought that's the way most people's beta worked, but apparently, Mark has some kind of unlimited. My beta test window is only from Friday through Monday, so I need to download that freaking client tonight so I can get ready to play. Yeah, I don't know if it was, you know, I, I don't know, just lucky for me that I got the uh, not-so-limited, but it's quite fun. Um, I did run into something interesting, which is, you know, how betas go, and I'm sure I'm breaking some kind of NDA, but it doesn't really matter because it's, it's been leaked out beyond the, pub, the beta forums, but... They had a certificate authority that, like, crapped out on them, and so nobody could log in. And today I saw an email came out telling everyone how to how to get in and stuff. But the quick fix was to just set your clock back to, like, September, and uh, which I did, which then broke, like, Google Mail and Google um, uh, Docs tonight. <laughs> so I had to set the clock back forward, but I guess they fixed it. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. Very good. Well, it'll, it'll be exciting once we can finally talk about our experiences in the Old Republic beta. Yeah. Well, a funny comment representing Scott once more in this show is Scott's like, why haven't I gotten beta access? I pre-ordered the game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true, huh? And I snarkily respond, I'm like, you're already owned by them. You don't need the beta. They have your soul. They probably have like cross-referenced and saw that Oh, these guys have signed up for the beta, but they haven't bought the game. Hmm. <laughs> what can we do? What kind of bone could we throw them? Uh, let's throw them in the beta. I mean, I, they haven't signed up for the pre. They haven't pre-ordered. I mean, gosh, I can't yeah. talk. And uh, so let's throw the beta at them, and then see if that gets them over the cross the finish line to that collector's that edition. Pardon? This one. This doesn't bar any or violate any NDA stuff, but. Has your experience in the beta made you reconsider getting the the game at launch? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go crazy and try and pre-order it or some crap, but um, I, let's I am, not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get crazy. But <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes out, I probably will pick it up. I'm not really in, anymore. I, I used to really be one of those like game zero or day zero kind of guys, you know. Like I wanted to be in on the very first day of an MMO when it launched or even, you know, have the, the time to play before and then have my character wiped and start all over. And and now I really kind of want others to suffer through all the rough stuff. And uh, <laughs> I'll start playing, like, maybe after that first price drop or something like that, you know. So uh, that's what I plan to do with this one. Let, let the others go ahead and discover all the problems, and then I'll jump in. Yeah, I, 
I really can't wait to experience myself because my concern is that it'll be, it'll feel too much like World of Warcraft, which is a fantastic game, but it's not a game that I like that that tickles my fancy. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping the few differences in the game design of the Old Republic will be sufficient to make me say like, hey, you know what? Maybe I will jump back on this MMO bus again. Right. If anything, I am committed as much as I can be to playing Secret World when that comes out, and I'm going to play that with Eric and Terror. And uh, for now, that's all I want to commit to. And that game, I don't even know if it'll be half as good as any of these other ones. Yeah, I know. This one's really good. I'm really surprised and happy with what I've seen so far. But it could also be like Age of Conan, where you get through all that good single-player content, and then you're thrown out into the world. And there's not much else to do for about 80 levels. When it becomes a silent movie of torture. Exactly. Or you can just offline level all your way. (laughs) That's true. That's what you do. Yeah. It's like, time to go in and clean my levels. (laughs) Five at once. (laughs) Woohoo. Listeners, if you've had any experience with the old Republic beta and just want to share NDA non-breaking wise, if you're really happy or if it's pushed you over the fence to pre-ordering the game or if it's confirmed that you're like, yeah, this is great that I'm going to get this, or has it pushed you the other way, like, wow, I, actually, this isn't what I like. Send it in to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmaster.com. We look forward to hearing what you think. And up next are roundtable topics. So are you a tablet enthusiast? Do you love your iPad? Or do you have a Samsung Galaxy Tab that you think is superior to the iPad? Or have you been waiting all this time for the revelatory reveal of Amazon's Kindle Fire? Which is a 7-inch Android-based tablet that will be cheap. It's only going to be $199. It's the cheaps. It's like, and it's going to, of course, be designed around selling Amazon's digital co- digital goods, whether it's music or movies or television, sh- television shows or books. It's a non-entity. It's a non-entity? Yep. But not according to market research firm Strategy Analytics, who believes that the Kindle Fire tablet will sell more than 15 million units worldwide by the end of 2013. So 15 million Unix? That's a lot of Unix. That, I would, dis- I would disagree with casting. that, unless Apple goes totally off rails now that the jobs is gone. Well, in full disclosure, Scott is a hardcore iPad fan, and it I was do, a I key do love tool my iPad. for our PAX experience. It was with us everywhere, and it was very it, helpful. You really actually saw the how functional one is. I mean, yeah, you know, we I used think, taxi yeah, magic. I think you were slightly impressed with with how how much use we actually got out of it, Noah. Oh, it was super valuable. I, I would agree. When we first got there, I th- you thought, really, you're going to carry that around the whole time? I th- <laughs> <laughs> the My killer God, was the taxi cab. Me. We got done with the underground tour, and all of a sudden it was like, all right, how are we going to get back in the hotel? I'm like, oh, here we go. Taxi magic. Being able to rate your taxi driver is just sweet. And watch them approach you from across town. Creepy. <laughs> that was pretty and cool. <laughs> so, and, and Mark, what's your, what's your what's your stance on tablet computers? Well, I think they should have called the iPad the Tampod. So I'm still upset <laughs> about that. 
I just, you know, I thought I started my, my think tank and we came up with that as the best possible marketeering term for it. And it was just summarily dismissed and they went with the iPad instead. I don't know why, but... Um, I, I will say that the Kindle has a chance to... Well, it's cheap. To, to break, break into the market in in this way, where where tablets right now are are bar none the the best item is for consumer you know consuming the content it's a viewer apple yeah. has a good content the kindle ha i mean you know based off being a bookseller or whatever it's ready made i do think most android tablets are you have to you have to be able to tinker with them a little more to get up, get the most out of them where you know apple is a very very user friendly platform yeah you know what i was kind of disappointed about i think the kindle kind of could do that too and I don't know, if Scott, if you would feel this way, if you felt this way, but why a 7-inch screen? I would well, agree with that. I think 7-inch are all gone. Let me speak to that. So the one that's coming out before Christmas is a 7-incher. After the new year, they're going to come out with a 10-inch model. So What's its really? price? I think it's like 300 or something. I was trying to find that just now, but um, haven't yet come up with the Mark's price. Mark's got the inside info. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's how I roll. It makes sense that, you know, the, the reason why they would go with the 7-inch now is to get the price point down. Because that's your yeah. cost is the display. So, I mean, yeah. it's the one I've been waiting for. I've told everyone that. I'm like, I, I'm not really, I already have an iPhone. I have two iPhones. You know, I've had a 3G and now a 4. I don't have the 4S, though. Thank you. But I do have the sticker set to turn it into one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, give me a, yeah, that should have been a software upgrade. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. But, um, but no, I, I thought, you know, I, I think I'm going to – That's what I, killed Steve Jobs. Yeah. Not the so. iPhone 5. <laughs> I was told we were going to come out with a 5. <laughs> but oh, my god, That gosh. was so too soon. <laughs> too, yes. It's always, people are still mourning on Facebook, man. Come on now. Um, there's, they've come up with that whole logo of the Apple with his profile and the bite out of it. So, you know, yeah. um, Jeez. but in, in all seriousness, in all serious, 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 as I, seriosity, seriosity, as some people would say that don't know how to speak American, um, <laughs> say, is that it's the one I've been waiting for actually, cause I have a Kindle reader and I use the Kindle, um, I mean, I have a kind of a loyalty to Amazon for, like, all my music that I buy that I actually pay for and um, for the, the Kindle books and, you know, all that. I, well, I see, kinda, I have a Kindle Raider. It's called an app on my iPad. I have that, too. Hmm. But but if you want to have a, a reading competition, you can bring your, your Tampod, and I'll bring my Kindle Reader, and we'll see who runs out of power first unless they're plugged in directly. Um, I'll, but you would have me at night, I suppose. I wouldn't be able to read through the night with it because it doesn't do that. It's e-ink, you know. But anyway, in any case, I kind of had that loyalty until we started working on the story uh, or, you know, putting this together to talk about the, the Kindle Fire because one of the things that, that they've done is they've come up with their own app store for it, um, and then they're not using the Android app store, which at first seems – kind of weird and then as you dig into it it actually is pretty bad and so we've I, I was talking to a friend who is actually a, a droid developer and he and I said are you excited about this you know I sent him a link to the story about the 15 million users will be 
uh, on that platform by the end of 2013 is the prediction. And he was like, that's great, but I'm not going to put my stuff there. I'm going to just put it on the Android market. And I was like, why? You're, you know, you're potentially selling yourself very short as a distribution point. Well, he sent me links to these three stories, and, and I think we'll talk about them during this round table about the draconian um, Amazon store terms that are going to be inflicted upon developers that want to use that market. Um, and we actually have a leaked um, term sheet that came out that kind of lists them, uh, you know, lists some of the details, and it's horrible. And then we have, uh, and additionally, there's a kind of a horror story from a developer that their app, they um, on the the Amazon market, they have something called the app of the day, and they were lucky enough to be featured as the app of the day. Well, they had over 100,000 downloads of the app of the day, which means it was a free download for the consumers. Um, but that actually turned out not to be good as far as, you know, they, they believed they would be featured and that they would have all of these, you know, people suddenly aware of their app. Well, everybody downloaded it for free, but then it turns into kind of a train wreck as far as support calls, uh, having the infrastructure to support the you know connectivity from the app coming back into them, and then actually uh, how little they actually made um, on subsequent days as, as being listed as a featured app after that first day was free. So, I mean that's kind of our 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 topic. And it does well, was not there, as good as sound. Was there? Here's the thing: was there monetization model? I mean, the way they were trying to monetize the app was the actual selling of the app, or was yes. it? A, and that's that's what most people do in the market. I mean, most people don't have like an MMO type, you know, monthly reoccurring model for their apps. So that was their whole thing was, you know, they and it's part of the terms is you may your app may well be t chosen to be sold for zero dollars. Um, and then but luckily for you, it'll be featured for 14 to 21 days um, after that. Um, so it'll be featured, but it's like, well, if everybody got it that day and then you don't have the infrastructure to withstand the thing phoning home and, you know, doing everything it needs to do, it could be utterly screwed, you know, or at least your reputation would be screwed. But, you know, uh, you know, it, it could really ruin things for you. They also have some other things in the official terms where say you have your app um, and you're selling it on the Amazon store. But on the Google Store, you um, want to take advantage of a program where you can sell it for 20% off for 30 days. The second it dips down in price on there, you are required by the Amazon Store to then discount it to that level on their store as well. So it makes but, – but it never can go back up. Once it goes down into a price, except for when they set it for $0, when they do that you know, for that one day, that's different. But any price it goes down to, it can never come up again. See, they're they're basically making making this going to be untrue because what feeds the tablet is its app portfolio. Yeah, and it's it doesn't you don't really have a choice. You can't on this tablet. You cannot pull down the Google App Store. You can only get your media or your I mean your your games, your program, your apps from. I can't. I don't know why it was so hard for me to come up with that apps word, but it, that's the only source. It's not like you have the choice. So suddenly that $200 price point that I was so excited about doesn't sound quite so exciting to me. Well, and the other thing, I mean, we're pre all three of us are pretty heavy in in the geekdom. <laughs> um, the average consumer, there is no other product other than an Apple product. We have a we have a we have a partner in our firm. We gave a Zoom to great product, 
but it's not an iPad. Right. The Zoom, you can trade up for free the 3G model for the 4G model. You ship it to them, and that's a three-day turnaround, and they get you the 4G. Wow. No cost. Most powerful pro- – I mean, it's it's one of the most powerful tablets on the market, and it, but it's not an iPad. Right. I, the Kindle's going to run into the same problem. People that had the original Kindle, disinterest. It's not going to draw anybody away from their original product. Well, I saw it as an upgrade path for my Kindle. Honestly, I thought well, this would and be I think really... that's where it's that's where it's um its market is. Yeah, no one is going to trade in their iPad too to buy this. Uh, no. I wouldn't imagine so. No one Especially is going to trade in. No one's going to trade in their um their ASUS transformer. No, I don't think it's so. Arguably the best Android tablet that's out there. Yeah, I think this was going to be a really good entry level. You know, especially at a, with a seven-inch form factor, into the pad thing, but it's going to be one with really bad training wheels attached to it. You know, I mean, I I'm really I'm really bummed by this because I when I saw this article, I was really excited to you know kind of spread the word that this you know this thing's coming coming out soon and it's predicted to really storm the market. But then digging into just this one aspect has really bummed me out, to be honest. Listeners, I do want to apologize for being bad hosts and that we've been talking to Scott for like 10 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> We're like, all right, let's start the segment. And so, yeah, Scott has joined us. Welcome, Scott. Just flew in, you know. Under the radar. Yeah. Came in on a stealth I've bomber. Ex- been extremely quiet through the first segment, just listening, absorbing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He was just making, he was just making sure and I fit into the old channel massive style again. <laughs> he was shocked and awed by what we had to say. He just couldn't seem to get a word in edgewise. Is this really, the channel massive podcast? <laughs> I, I thought there'd be more fun. Did you uh, at least win your game that you were playing? That's my big question. I did, but I was also playing against the computer, so that doesn't oh. really count. <laughs> Well, that's not a guaranteed win. We found out once. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. That's embarrassing. That's the only time I've ever lost against the computer. That was so funny. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Any other insightful comments or items that you would want to tag on to your analysis of the fire? I do so Mark, think they needed to come 10 inch. They, they should have – seven-inch tablets now are just – I mean – what market are you trying to capture at the 199 price point? Is that basically the size of a Kindle? Currently, is the is a Kindle seven? Yeah. So is it basically yeah. the same size? Mm-hmm. I was just curious. I'm like, maybe that's why they did it. It, but it, it's too big for your pocket. But it's not as big as the iPad, so it's just like, and eh, with iPad kind of setting the standard or of expectation, and with Zoom and galaxy tab following the same format it's just like eh. yeah but, no no one is, no one that has a 10 inch tablet is releasing a seven inch tablet yeah right. it's i mean and that's what it comes down to yes it's you know it's faster it's got more power all of that but it sounds like what they're trying to do is is get people into the tablet market that aren't in it at yeah. bargain price point yeah but the problem with that is, if I'm buying something that's a buck ninety nine, I mean, uh, one hundred ninety nine dollars, 
I'm not looking to spend a hundred dollars in app money. <laughs> no. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, if you've got an iPhone, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, go to a Droid platform, right? Because you've already got these apps that you've already bought that you want to just have. And likewise, I'd imagine if you have an Android already, the phone. Well, and the other piece is you can buy the Acer uh, Android tablet mm-hmm. for two ninety nine. Right, which is not bad. It's, no, it's a and I mean you can get that. I mean, have you seen it? It's got that attachment, um, the you know the the keyboard attachment on it, so it makes it a clamshell, but it has a yeah. second battery in it. Right, the thing right. has eighteen hours of battery life. Wow, it's monstrous, with and the, that's only two ninety nine. Yeah, and it's a 10-inch, and, I mean, granted, it, it's, you know, it's only Wi-Fi. It doesn't have 3G in it, but neither does the Kindle, so. Yeah, no, it's not coming with that or a camera, I don't think. Um, so, I don't know. I, I've, I've, this article, I started out on one side, and now I'm just like, blech. <laughs> yeah, if this is the future, I mean, if the app developers are going to be getting penalized left and right, Get featured and then go bankrupt trying to support all the free people who have downloaded your app. Yeah. And also sacrifice either 70% of the purchase price or 20% of the list price for every single purchase. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. And also, by the other sad thing about the, I'm sorry, the sad thing about the day the app is featured for the app of the day, I mean, your market's maybe saturated by that. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, All now there's only people 12 interested. people left in the whole wide world that want your app that didn't get well, it for free. And, I mean, you know, not allowing the 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 Google app market at all. I mean, yeah. in six months, BlackBerry is pretty much going to say, you know what? We're doing away with BlackBerry World. We're just going to use the Google app, and they're just going to become Android compliant. It's the only right. way they're going to be able to try to survive. But yeah. there's – I mean, it's it's Apple and everybody else, and by purposely excluding yourself out of that group, you know, a lot of your pricing power is going to just go down the toilet. So, I, I think it's I bad. I think it's odd. I think I I love a lot of the things that Amazon does, like with their yeah. their their cloud comp- computing platform and the just the some of the, their guarantee that they have for purchases and their whole MP3 cloud thing. I mean, a lot of that stuff's really good for the consumer. Um, probably good for the musicians because at least it's not getting you know pirated just directly. It's you know it's done affordably. You can just buy it by the track or by the album with a good discount. I mean, I really like a lot of the things they do, but this like kind of flies in the face of everything good they've done. It's like really, really evil to the people that they're ba- they're betting on will develop enticing um, applications to pull people into their product. I mean, a product that doesn't have any good applications is not going to be a product that anybody's going to want. I mean, you're not going to buy it just for the damn Kindle Reader, right? I would hope not, because it's going to suck power down, whereas the Kindle Reader, you know, the actual device can just go on for days. So, yeah, confusing. That's my word. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, let us know what you think. Send in your thoughts and arguments to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmaster.com. And next we're going to get into whether you're a real man or not. If you play video games or if you're a woman and you think men are soon to be 
subjugated. What do you think about that? That's what we're going to talk about next. There's a new Man up, bitches. For a second roundtable topic, we're going to talk about an article that spawned some really interesting responses. It's an editorial that showed up on CNN by William Bennett, who he wrote a book called The Book of Man, Readings on the Path to Manhood. And he was the U.S. Secretary of Education from 85 to 88 and was director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy under George H.W. Bush. And I think the conclusion of his editorial, we, we might add in some extra quotes too. He has a lot of stats about basically how men within society, and I'm assuming American society, are being rapidly outpaced and displaced by women in terms of productivity, maturity, success. And his belief is there's not a solid direction anymore or instruction anymore to men and our culture that tells them what is being a man, what is manhood. His concluding paragraph said, the founding fathers believed and the evidence still shows that industriousness, marriage, and religion are a very important basis for male empowerment and achievement. We may need to say to a number of our 20-something men, get off the video games five hours a day Get yourself together, get a challenging job, and get married. It's time for men to man up. Well, what's wrong? What's what do we possibly have to discuss? I mean, these things are so obvious. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even see the controversy here. It's just you know, and we need to make sure we continue to oppress the women as well, <laughs> because if we don't take action to stay on top. They will eventually demand equal pay and, you know, be they will want to be respected in the workforce instead of, you know, objectified. I mean, this could lead to really a bad work environment for us men is my thought. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but if I can't, like, pinch my secretary on the ass when I walk in, <laughs> my day is pretty much shot, you know. I like – I have my little games I like to play with the pencils falling off my table you know, he's got a great point here. And, you know, thank God that here we are in 1960, or maybe 1955, I guess <laughs> is where we are right now. And thank God that we're here, you know, and America is still a major world power, and we haven't been, you know, disgraced by silly-ass ways of dealing with uh, pretty much everything. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see what we're arguing about. Well, the one thing I've found that was a little odd was i mean i would say right now that fathers are probably more engaged with their children now than i mean than ever Most, i would not argue that i mean i mean i coach seven-year-old football and there aren't moms out there every afternoon with those kids it's all dads where are they <laughs> you know, they're, they're all they're all on their iPhones playing their video games. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm absolutely with you there. I mean, so we have a kind of a traditional kind of family unit. I'm married to my wife. We have two children. She's a stay-at-home mom, and so you know, I I come home. I'm with my kids 
um, from the minute I get home, getting them to bed and everything, getting them tucked in, getting them dinner. Um, I'm with them when they wake up in the morning, and then on the weekends I'm with them, and I go to all these different events. And if it's not a total family event, if it's just dad taking the kids out and we go to, like, the museum or something like that, I see a bunch of other dads with their kids, you know. So I, I don't know about this whole, like, you know, the the father figure is, you know, on the decline, you know, I mean, I guess I know there's a lot more divorce, but I don't think that necessarily means that in all it's cases, all the, the man just disappears. Um, the thing here's, I'm going to go out. I'm uh, So we, we talked to, I'm going to go out on a ledge here. We, we talked about the fact that don't jump. Um, yeah. Don't jump in this article. Basically what he's saying is, you know, there's a decline. Um, men aren't getting, men are not graduating from college at the same pace that women are now. Uh, you know, he just sees all these indications that there's a decline. Nobody's going, nobody's going to church, nobody's going to church anymore. Out of um, birth rate is more than 40% in America. Yeah. Um, men have been the dominant sex since the dawn of mankind, but no longer. Blah, blah, blah. People are, um, you know, um, not just doing the missionary position anymore. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are making him incredibly uncomfortable in, in the way that the world is moving. But what I find to be ironic is um, there used to be a, kind of a, a boost or a, a, a artificial control for the educational system, which was all the best and the brightest men in the world uh, in back in the 50s, say, would, um, you know, go into whatever science or whatever they wanted to do. They'd be, if they were going to be a lawyer, they'd be a lawyer. If they're going to be a doctor, they'd be a doctor. If they were going to be, um, you know, in education or something like that, they'd go all the way through college and get a PhD and become a professor. Women, on the other hand, were not expected to do that. And so all those super bright women, all they would ever were ever expected to do if they were super bright was to go into education and be teachers, right? So what this did was it caused a whole lot of really good teachers because these are the best and brightest women in teaching. But what we've seen, you know, in the last 20 years or so is women aren't being teachers anymore. They want something more. They want to be the executives. They want to be the doctors or they want to be the brain surgeons or the physicists or whatever. And they're doing that. They're going out into the workforce and competing with men on almost a level playing field. I'd say it's still not quite even. Well, the funniest part about this is, you know, this is utterly horrific to this guy, right, this dinosaur. But what's really funny is he was the secretary of education for the <laughs> critical time about 20 or so years ago or 30, 25, 30 years ago when all these women made the choice to not to stay the fuck away from teaching. So do you want to ask yourself, is he actually the problem? Did he cause his own, like, this horrible snowball that's caused the demise of uh, – you know, women um, being, you know, subjugated by, by men <laughs> to these other positions because they were like, fuck school or fuck being a teacher. I'm going to, I'm going to, by gosh, I'm going to go out and be, you know, compete with these guys. I mean, the I think it's his I own doing. Very kind of interesting was in 1970, I was shocked that 40% of all college degrees were given to women. Yeah, even in the 70s. Because I'm sitting here thinking, all right, yeah, 60% of all college degrees in 1970. Okay, what percentage of men in America were getting college degrees in 1970? Even though to today we're at 43%. Yeah, that's a good point. What is the what is our percentage of all men getting college degrees now versus 1970? I would think that that percentage is probably much higher. 
Yeah. The other side is in 1980, okay, it was 50-50. Well, by 2006, it's 43%. What is our you know, there's more women in America than men. So if it, if there's a true equality there, we would have a lower percentage because we have a yeah. lower piece of the percentage of total population. That's right. The other and thing he had was women's <laughs> earnings grew 44% in real dollars from t- 1970 to 2000. Well, of course, because now they're beginning to get equal pay. Yeah. And the 6% of growth from 70 to 2007 was for men. Well, we were already – Getting the real pay, you're you're measuring women's growth in real dollars versus where they were, which was far behind what we made. We're yeah. still the we were still the leader. We just pushed the upper limit a little bit. They've just made up some of that ground. It's not like I think the guy is just totally whacked. It's like, what is your deal, man? We have men have always had it better. I mean. In a lot of ways, we do. And if women are finally catching up on these things or actually exceeding what we're, we're, we're men are, great, because they freaking deserve it, you know? I mean, this guy is just totally when, – when, 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 when a couple has a baby, the man gets to have an orgasm, and that's about the end of it. The woman has nine months of pregnancy and then a horrible labor to get the baby out. See, it's just not fair. This guy should just back <laughs> off. <laughs> In this story, his editorial. You love your says, mom, Mark. I do, and my <laughs> wife. <laughs> the changes in modern labor, Mr. Bennett's editorial says, from backs to brains, have catapulted women to the top of the workforce, leaving men oh, in their God. dust. Man's response has been pathetic. Today, 18 to 34 year old men spend more time playing video games a day than 12 to 17 year old boys. While women are graduating college and finding good jobs, too many men are not going to work, not getting married, and not raising families. Women are beginning to take the place of men in many ways. This has led some to ask, do we even need men? (laughs) (laughs) Who who, who are the some? Who asked that? Uh, I would assume super hardcore feminists. (laughs) I I was trying to envision the woman that says, but if there's no men, who will carry in my groceries? I mean, really, it comes down to my theory on games in general. This has nothing to do with video games in and of itself. But basically, everyone plays the games that were popular when they were children. That's why old men now sit around and play gin rummy and cards and, and, and yeah. because that's what they had. And it's we'll be playing video games when we're in our 80s. Yeah, if, because that's if what can. we had. I mean, well, exactly. If we can, you know, I'll put on my hollow helmet and and you know go off with Captain Picard someplace. Well, I, but I mean, I I spend tons of time with my my grandma and my aunt when I, my my great aunt and they lived together, you know. And uh, when I was a kid, and we played like cards nonstop. I mean, we were gaming like crazy, relentlessly. I, I mean, I encourage. I mean. My my seven year old plays video games because it it helps with analytical thinking. That's yeah. what I think is another really important angle that's not explored here, is the benefit video games bring into pulling parents and children together when they can play video games together, and that can be a true interactive bonding experience versus just sitting around and watching TV, which is what a lot of other people do. When you have a video game, yeah, you may still be in front of a TV. 
but there's the motion-based controls, and there's also just even if it's passive, you're sitting there, you're doing something together, you're both working on something together, or you're competing with each other, and you can still learn and develop from that experience. Absolutely. Amen, brother. A lot of the so commenters... So I vote that uh, William Bennett's full of shit. <laughs> and a lot of the commenters in CNN.com, pretty much all of them, have had a very similar stance, saying that this is a guy who is stuck in his romantic ideals of what men were back in the 50s and 60s and doesn't see enough of that anymore and dug up a bunch of stats looking at one side of the equation really at the end of the day and is just being a total dinosaur as mark said yes not a not even a carnivore he was he's being more of a herbivore like the one that would be eaten for sure because he's just so <laughs> lame and feeble I hate Not to say a T-Rex. It's, it's probably jealousy. Yeah. Because we have more leisure time at our age group than he had at his age, at our age yeah. when he was our well, age. I'm sure he had the same amount of leisure time, but his was probably spent, you know, chasing secretaries around and drinking scotch. <laughs> you know, horseshoes. Or watching um, smut, smutty films at the Elks Club, you know. It's like. You know, yeah, throwing horseshoes, drinking a... I mean, my, hey, my grandparents loved horseshoes. But you know what? My kid could care less. He's like, okay, we're throwing this little ring at this stick. Yeah, I I'll go play a, video games, thanks. <laughs> I, I have a horseshoe pit in my backyard, honest to God. You What's know? it called, the one where it's the two balls on the end of a string and you threw it? Um, Is that some kind of sexual thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, only, the only name I can remember for it, and don't... Anybody take offense is that it's like red metal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's totally fun. It's like my favorite yard game now. It's not cornhole, which is also another. One would hope not. <laughs> it's not that we're just throwing bean bags into a slanted board that has a hole in it. I know, but I love it. filled with corn. I don't know what redneck golf is really called. It's something. Well, if I you're like a listener, dogs. if you're a listener and you're a redneck. Please write in and tell us what the hell that game is that no one's Are you telling me that anybody is more redneck than me. Apparently, because you don't I'm... know. Apparently so. <laughs> Maybe you're false. Do you not have a Confederate flag on the roof of your car? No, it's on the door. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that doesn't open. The South will rise game. again, my friend. I know it will. But don't worry. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. Someday. So... As an aside, if you ever the most humorous thing you can do is watch a, a Dukes of Hazard rerun and turn the sound off. <laughs> I've never tried that. It's 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 even more entertaining how funny it is. Without the banjo, <laughs> the chase scenes would lose so much. I just don't know. You would be surprised. <laughs> try try this is this is something to try at your next land party. You have to do Mystery Science Theater three thousand to Dukes of Hazard. To Dukes of Hazard. All right, I'll, I can do that. It's kind of a okay. good idea. I like that. Well, let's do that during your land party, Noah. Are you flying in for that, Scott? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about the tangent there. Red if it was Nick a WAN party, aside. I could make it, but... <laughs> yeah. Tangents aside, listeners, we would love to hear about any of your redneck moments, but more importantly... If you don't have those to share, let us know what you think about this editorial on CNN.com from William Bennett. Does it anger you or incite you or do you agree with it? Or did we say something in this podcast in our responses that angered you or you agree with? 
send in those thoughts to Neil. M-A-I-L. At ChannelMaster.com. We really look forward to hearing from you and getting some great grist for episode 169. And also thank you to Scott for joining us in this episode of Channel Massive. We appreciate you being able to make it after you got through your trial period of League of yes. Legends. Well, better late than never. I was not I was not going to even mention the word League of Legends until you said that. So. <laughs> we talked about it before you came on, so it's okay. Ah, okay. That's good. I don't yeah. feel so bad now. <laughs> yes, we've all been playing it quite a bit, which is no surprise, and that's what our Channel Massive Legends show is for. Stay tuned for that. We'll have a new episode of that next week. We had to take a week off due to scheduling issues, but look forward to that if you're in the League of Legends. Otherwise, send in your feedback for this Channel Massive episode, and we'll be back next week. I played World of Warcraft for 10 years. If I can play Diablo 3 soon, I might just kill myself. Massive? Blizzard Entertainment, why it will you come out with Diablo 3? I want to know. I signed up for the beta. I never got an email. It's like they don't even care. I have really good things to say about that game. I read about it in Game Informer. So I came here to tell you I want Diablo 3 to come up right now.